Rami's Aid Show, interviewing interesting people so people can learn interesting things. Here is your host, Rami Zaid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rami Zaid Show, where I interview interesting people so people can learn interesting things. My guest today is Christina Fulton. You may know Christina as a model or her role as Nico in Oliver Stone's 1991 film, The Doors. But Christina is an entrepreneur, mother, actress, recording artist, public figure, inventor, athlete, culture hacker, philanthropist, and most recently, the host of her new show on Launch TV, Shine. Shine is a brand new one-hour talk show showcasing incredible people in the world and the difference they are making in the world today. Christina and I had a ton of fun in this conversation, and I hope you will too. That said, here's my interview with Christina Fulton. This episode is brought to you by Cleanse on the Go. I've been promoting Cleanse on the Go for many months now because I believe in it. A cleanse for me had nothing to do with weight loss, although it does that as well, if that's what you're looking for, but more of a mental reset. The beauty of Cleanse on the Go is its mobility and flexibility as you have a one or two or three-day option to cater to your needs and wants. Cleanse on the Go is super easy to use. They're just small packets you mix with water. These small packets can fit easily into purses or pockets and are great for travelers, busy lifestyles, or for you super lazy a-holes out there that sit on the couch. (laughs) As a listener to The Rami's Aid Show, you can get 17% off your order if you go to their website, simply cleanseonthego.com, pick the cleanse you want, and under discount code, just type in my first name, R-O-M-Y, and you'll receive the 17% off. Do it, you'll love it. Now let's get back to The Rami's Aid Show. Christina Fulton, welcome to the Rami Zaid Show. Hi, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. This is going to be a fun one. Most would know you as a model or your role as Nico in the film The Doors, 1991. But let me say, Christina, you are an entrepreneur, a mother, actress, recording artist, public figure, inventor, athlete, culture hacker, philanthropist, and most recently, And the highlight of our conversation today, frankly, is the host of your own show on Launch TV, The Shine. Congratulations. Wow, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're amazing. You're the one that's done it. Um, Before, though, Christine, we get to The Shine, I want to ask, born and raised in Boise, Idaho, I believe, correct? Actually, I was born in Los Angeles, but then my dad shipped me straight out of here to Idaho, the whole family. So we lived in uh, Glens Ferry and Mountain Home and just a small town girl. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I know that, you know, you began your career, as far as I know, began your career as a model with elite model management, LA models, and you were the face of Farlow Jeans. But I wanted to ask you, born in LA to Idaho and then modeling, what was that transition or how did you fall into modeling from Idaho? Yeah. Wow. Right. You know what? It's a good question, but a lot of women that become models and certainly we are seeing it 
heavily now with influencers. They always come from like a small town. You always get that small town beauty, right? That corn fed girl <laughs> that's like hauling some haystacks and riding horses and they become that discovery in modeling. I actually did not come here to Los Angeles to model. I'm a singer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that. Seeing a genre called EDM, electric dance music. And I was here in Los Angeles and I got thrown a million cards from people about, you know, we're going to make you famous. And this woman walked up to me and I'll never forget it. And she's like, I would like you to, you know, be with my modeling agency. So she gave me her card. It was for real. So it was LA models at the time. So it really does happen. Small town girl comes to Los Angeles girls. It really happens. And you're spotted, you know, and, and that's how it started. But my big goal was my music and then fell into, you know, the acting world. So modeling was the first, but it wasn't like my favorite thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was. Why is that? Because at a time that I was modeling, you were so scrutinized about your weight And I was so thin because I'm like, you know, with heels on, I'm like six, one, I'm five, 10 and a half. My dad is American Indian. He's almost seven feet tall. He played for the Lakers when they were Minnesota Mm -hmm. and he was very tall. And like, it was like, like he was godlike. And then my mom, she is Norwegian, Swedish descent, very curvaceous. So I got these big boobs, but then these like, skinny body, right? (laughs) Yeah. And the boobs did not work for that era. You know, they wanted you flat. And so it wasn't until like Victoria's Secret came along, that whole Victoria's Secret magazine and Tyra Banks, where all of a sudden the curvaceous became like the beauty, but I was still like trying to tape down the boobs and, and it was just not fun. I was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Your boobs were ahead of their time is what you're saying. You mentioned, Christina, also the, the films. And to name a few, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dangerous Game, The Girl with the Hungry Eyes. But what I mentioned earlier, my personal favorite was your role of underground singer uh, Nico in The Doors. And I wanted to ask you, that was Oliver Stone, 1991. First of all, how did you get that role? Woo, that... Well, thank you that you love that movie. I love that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's hard to do a musical, and especially Oliver Stone taking on a musical. Yeah. Which is not really his forte, right? So he did a great job. Yeah. That was such a huge thing for me. I was so young, and there were 300 blonde women trying out for that role. Unbelievable. my William Morris agency called me up and said, you know, you're going to be sent on this, you know, audition. And like everyone else, you're getting ready for it. And of course, as I started to investigate her, I was like, oh my God, I look like her, you know? (laughs) So I went to Lillian Glass, who is a vocal coach. She did a lot of vocal dialects for like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And so I had gone to her to learn my dialects. I walked in as Nico. 
not as Christina. And you, that's like something you have to really, especially in method acting, you know? Yeah, method acting, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, at the time you know, I had met Nicholas, Nicholas and I were engaged, Nicholas Cage and I were engaged mm-hmm. and being around him all the time, just preparing as a serious actress for a role that really could change the course of my life, you know? So I go in and there's 300 blondes, like in this huge auditorium in Santa Monica. I think all of Los Angeles was trying out for the doors. (laughs) (laughs) And I go in and I just crush it. The first reading and I saw Oliver, I was so scared, you know, but I mean, I was such a confident kind of a badass girl though, you know, like when you're in your twenties, you're just like, you're so confident. You just think you, you know, you're still a badass. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I, I actually just really prepared hard for that. I really wanted that role. Like I really wanted that role. It was kind of like me, you know, like that Nico was like a good character for me to come out as an actress. So I went in, got called back again. And this time my agents, I don't do too different from what you did before, but no, I put my Christina in there and I was like, I jumped on the reader, the one that was reading Val's part, mm-hmm. threw him on the ground, started doing this weird Nico laugh that she's always known for. I could see Oliver like, yes, you know, and uh, waited for the call. I got it. I couldn't believe it, but I was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, I got it. Oh, thank you. And then got off the phone and like (laughs) fell on the ground. Like, yeah. (laughs) What was it like working with Oliver Stone? Oliver Stone is a man that will challenge you. He'll keep you on your toes. He does this thing, which I want to tell you, because Nicholas called me up one day and he said, Hey, I, I just got a role in a movie with Oliver Stone. So, you know, how, how was it working with him? And I said, Oh my God, you better be on your toes. Cause he will, he'll work everybody in a way, everyone where don't feel too comfortable. Don't think you've got that role down. He's going to question you, challenge you. One day he came to the set I was pregnant with our son, Nicholas and our son, Weston mm-hmm. Cage. Yeah. And he didn't know. I thought he didn't know. But Meg Ryan had asked me, and I was wired. She's like, how does it feel to be pregnant? And I told her. And then she was like, oh, shoot, we're wired. Oh, so no. I think he got oh, no. it. So he came to my trailer and he said, I had a dream about you, Christina, that you were 350 pounds the net, you know, like for, the, for the role. And I was like, I was like, why is he saying this to me? You know, and I'm thinking, why would he say that I gained weight? And I'm like, oh, shoot. Because this took a, we shot the doors about a half a year. So that wow. could happen. Like I yeah. was, I was four months pregnant making the movie, oh but you gosh. couldn't see it. Yeah. I enjoyed working with him. Have you seen, I'm going a little bit off tangent, but Val Kilmer's documentary, Val, uh, it covers the doors a little bit in that. It's amazing. Oh my God. Let me tell you, working with Val was so wonderful. He is such a gracious actor and 
I was like the new girl at the table in readings. Like imagine in acting, you get this long dining table, like something out of Batman and sure. everybody's <laughs> around the table. And then if you're new, like I was this the new girl and, you know, all the actors were like, Hey, you know, and you're reading and it's a lot of pressure. So Val would, he took me to the side and he's like, Hey, if you want to, practice and like so nice oh that's fantastic yeah you know you did mention your son weston that you have with with nicholas cage and i know that he's an actor and i didn't want to ask is he going to mom for any acting tips or do you kind of go hands off and let him do his thing you know our family it's just such a good question because our family we're constantly acting we're constantly having like role-playing we're always, we're always playing. I mean, that's how we keep fresh. You know, if you are in a family of actors, pretty much everybody's going to act, even the housekeeper, the, <laughs> the, the tutor, you know, I mean, it's going to happen. So, you know, Weston saw his mom in a movie or his dad. So he would go from mom set to dad set to mom set. And he sat many times in my makeup chair you know, like when I was on set and it'd come out like all dolled up and stuff. But I would say that he's gotten both of us constantly. He's quite a savant, my son. That's fantastic. He soaked it up. He, he's better actor than me and Nicholas and I together. He's a great actor. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Christine, with each and every every interview that I do, I usually start out and I've had celebrities, entrepreneurs like yourself, athletes, all the above, but I asked them how they start their day typically. And I did want to ask you, do you have any routines or habits how you start your day, Christine? I do. You know, I'm all about rituals. And I think in the morning that you have to make time to like go attack your day, right? And be in a good mindset. So because I'm an athlete and a coach actually to prepare my day, I make sure that I wake up and try not to just run to the phone and start checking all your messages and text messages and all that. And just, you know, take a moment to like, take care of yourself, make a great smoothie and fill your body with good food and greens. I'm a big health nut, you know, I'm not quite vegan, but I'm, I'm definitely not a person that fuels my body with junk. I tell people, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. So we would have nothing if we're sick. So wake up, feel good, like start your day happy, even if you're not happy, make yourself happy. That whole thing, you know, it's true. Like it's all about deciding that I'm going to have a good day today and then things happen, right? That's okay. But your mind is set and it's wired to go. So before you grab your coffee, drink a lot of water. So like down water, go for your smoothie, grab your coffee, your matcha, and then stretch. I'm really about like making sure that you're, because we sit or we're in the car, (laughs) you know, lower back, sciatica, quadratus, you hold on attention in your, your hips. And, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, I have sciatica. But my wonderful doctor said, no, you don't have sciatica you have like a pushed out disc or you have inflammation. So stretch. And then at least you had those moments in the morning before like 
the day comes and then everyone's got you, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I firmly believe if you wake up unhappy, it's going to be an unhappy day. And we're only on this planet so long. So why would you wake up unhappy every day? I'm, I'm fully with you, Christina, on that one. I want to jump into shine. So I read a great quote. This is how I'm going to kick it off for you from Brian Stollery, Launch TV's founder in August of this year. And he said, Christina inspires and motivates and her energy and uplifting vibe could not be more aligned with Launch's commitment to providing entertainment that truly elevates humanity. He went on to say, Shine makes you feel like we all matter and we can't wait to share this with the world. That is a fantastic quote from Brian and a great segue. Christina, please let the listeners know what Shine is all about. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm so proud of this show and I'm not new to doing, I did a podcast. I did 58 episodes and you know what that means. That's a lot of work. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, And it was live. Okay. Which is scary. Yeah. So it's no a little scary. Mistakes. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure, but I like pressure. I think pressure pushes you to be, to really be on your toes, like Oliver Stone. So when I had them approach me, I said, I want to do a show, but I want to do a show that's just good education and good information. Like I'm watching too many shows, which I am insatiable because I'm in the business I watch everything, literally every news channel. I watch every shows, movie. Our family does that. We watch everything so that we can extract in our brains everything because we're, we're in the business. So I wanted to have a show that would interview the most incredible people in the world that are changing the world today, right? But not on a fluffy kind of interview. I'm talking about let's go back let's see the baby picture. Let's see who they really were. And I want to take you on that nice arc granular interview where I want our listeners and people to learn about people that you, maybe you know them, but you didn't get that interview. Cause usually when you go on a show, it's about the thing you're doing right now and a movie out or your albums out or your singles out, or you invented a spaceship or SpaceX, you know, or Tesla, but like, let's go back in their life. And I don't, it's not a gossip show. So I didn't want to gossip, you know, and I don't want to know about who they're dating and all that. And just super educational, but I also wanted to hero them up. I wanted to thank them. I put literally, I used to put a cape on my guests (laughs) and then I would ask them a great question. What would you do if you had a superpower? What would you use it on in your world, your community? Every time I ask that question, you should see what happens to the guest's faces. They're really thinking, but it's almost like this beautiful transformation on the guest. It's like, and I just wanted to have a show that we could have, and it's not just celebrities and famous people. This is everyday people as well, because there's so many people in the world that imagine we're not going to ever know all the people in the world that did great things. Right. Oh, we got to have people like us, right? They're digging. Oh, absolutely. You're digging and digging. What 
I guess at the end of the day, Christina, what made you want to do this show? Did you just feel that there was a, a void out there in, in media to really dig deep in this? Or was there some epiphany? You woke up happy one day and ran into somebody and said, oh my gosh, I need to do this idea. No, I've always wanted to do the show. It just took a long time because I did many years of playing it forward on T-Radio V with the 58 episodes. So I was already doing a philanthropic show in a podcast form, but I actually wanted a, I wanted a visual. I wanted to have them in the shine house. I wanted you to see them, meet them. So this was like actually a long time coming. And I just was so happy to be embraced by launch TV. What Christina do you get out of the show yourself? That I shined a light on them, that I embrace them, and that I thank them. Like the thanking makes me so happy. I've thanked people that don't get thanked. You know, like you don't thank people on a show. You're just like, what did you do? And your movie and this. But I said, thank you so much for what you've done. And and that makes me really happy. You know, That's fantastic. And that really fills my heart to know I've done that. I can tell. I do have to ask you because you mentioned the question, what would you do with a superpower? I think today, like right now, I would use that power for mental wellness, for mental illness. It breaks my heart to see what's going on across America. Like, I think that's so... That's a pandemic. Yeah. That is a pandemic. For mental wellness, like, that's what I would use it for. That's a great answer. I know that season two of The Shine is underway. Are there any teasers you can let the listeners know at this point or what's ahead? Oh, this is exciting. You know, because the first season you're like, you kind of get that vibe. And now it's, I don't know why this happened, but all men are on season one, which I didn't mean to, but it just happened. (laughs) (laughs) This season where we have a lot of women on and I'm really deep diving into what I love because I've been teaching on stages and coaching as a fitness certified degreed for over 25 years, right? So I really wanted to bring you guys health and wellness and fitness. And I want to bring the best masterminds, the Titans in the world so that you can really hear some of the aha moments that I've gotten to have just by researching them and talking to them. Things you guys don't know, like crazy stuff. Oh, that's a good teaser. Well done. I can hardly wait. I wanted to say there's so many other things you do, Christine. I already mentioned it at the beginning of the show. But apart from The Shine, I know you're the CEO of Immortal Beauty. And for anyone unfamiliar, can you share what Immortal Beauty is all about? Oh, I love it so much. You know, this, my dad, I'm a daughter of a scientist and he's an engineer. So well, he's a Me chemical. too. My dad's an engineer as well. He's a, ke- a chemical? No, he's, he's an electrical, but he's an engineer. Yeah, an engineer. Yeah. (laughs) My, you know what I want to tell you? My mom said, Christina, engineer is the highest you could be because the engineer is creating like that electrical or that chemical and it's their scientists, right? 
then it goes and then, then, then the doctors use it, right? Or the crops use it. So it's as high as you can go. So my mom would be proud of me saying she really corrects me on that. So engineer is like badass, right? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. It really is. So yeah. because of being a daughter of an engineer, I was a, d- a different type of kid. I'm a nerd. You know, my dad, I am too. Had, right? Absolutely. We're nerds. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're like we're pretty nerds. Yeah. <laughs> we're nerds. So as a kid, my dad was breaking down everything I did and everything I would consume and everything that I would, we'd put on our hair, but he'd like break it down for us. So when I, when I was in my twenties, I was starting to wonder like, what's going to happen to us? Like, how are we going to age? Right? Like, why do we always have to have to be, have to be such a dark cloud over the thought of it. And any elder that I ever talked to, the honest truth is they don't want to look bad. They don't want their skin to look unhealthy. And that's the truth. They'll acclimate that, you know, okay, I'm whatever. I got wrinkles, but not really. Like the underlining is they wish they felt and looked the way they feel inside. So I went to town. I found, I was so lucky to be partnered up with one of the masterminds in Japan in skincare. His name is Iki Sakakura. I know I am blessed. I am family now. My name is Christina Fulton Sakakura. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and we created these formulas that he has been working with in Japan for many, many years, over 20 years. Okay. And I've been working with him and he's working with a, we're talking about a Titan in the business of skincare. So we're talking about a 92 year old man. That's his, you know, senior that they've worked with the biggest brands in the world from Shiseido, you name it. Okay. So I wanted to make the best skincare in the world that really worked. I'm science-based, science-backed technology. So I took it to Caltech University. And I was invited by them by the Forever Young Technology uh, Symposium. I found my biochemist. We put it into their research lab. And this biochemist came out and said, Christina, you're slowing down the aging cells. You're communicating with the mitochondria. What? Oh my God. Are you kidding? Uh-uh. And it's like the first one I put out with a flagship is called Skin Hacker, right? Hacking away your skin. So that made me so happy to know that I wasn't putting out another skincare that was junk on your face. I know what's in skincare, okay? And I want to tell you that men and women, men too, women, you know, are always predominantly towards their skincare, they're very astute. They really get it. But we as people need to lean more into the biggest organ, right? Imagine if your organ is unhealthy, your skin, how would it then be the keeper of your organs inside? Absolutely. Right? So unhealthy skin is a poor immune system. So Mortal Beauty Inc. is an empire in 
in, in anti-aging in every way, wellness. I'm building an empire. You sure are. That is fantastic. And I think if there's anything to pull out of that story, the nerds always win in the end. I think the that's nerds, what <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Christina, one more topic, and I know it's important for you is philanthropy. And I know it's a big part of your life and I can't do it justice talking about all the things that you do that are philanthropic. And I would love for you just to touch on some of those because I know they are really important to you in your life. Yes. As a mother and raising a child and being a, a very, an advocate for children in general, you know, like all the kids were at my house, right? I would sit around the table thinking with my son, I'd say to my son, you know, we got to give back. And, you know, kids don't want to hear this. They're like, I want to go play mom. Like, yeah, my, my, mine are 12 and 10. And it's, it's hard to say that line to them right now, but I agree with you. And they don't even know it, it's, but it's up to us as parents to teach them. Right. And so I said, let's make a clothing line called full cage. Now we, we came up with it together at that, that dinner time, my name and, and our, and his father's name, his name, full cage. And I said, let's make a clothing line in America. So we support the manufacturing in America, right? Not always shipping it off to China and other countries. And let's make proceeds that will go to various charities, like single moms, Haven, hats off for cancer. I have done with the clothing line and more so much raising of awareness and attention to so many different charities and foundations. I still do with Immortal Beauty Gives Back to Philanthropy. We pick one each year. I think that it has to be the fabric of who you are and what you teach your children because your kids are only mimicking you. Monkey see, monkey do, right? But start it with them. I think that it's important that all parents should get their kids into some foundation or make their own foundation. And it starts to get their creative going and it pulls on their heartstrings and it makes them every day be grateful. Like don't make fun of the person on the street that's homeless. For a young child, they might be like, scared or might seem kind of silly because a homeless might be erratic in some way. I always told the kids around me and my son, that's somebody's kid. That's somebody's mom or dad or cousin or aunt. And that stopped them. They're like, Oh, you know, that's a great line. Get your kids into, I, I love it. It's who I am. I started a foundation last year another one. I'm always starting these foundations. This is awesome, Christina. It's awesome. And I, because of mental wellness and mental illness, I don't really like the word illness too much. I like to change that because it's this wellness, right? Sure. So, but I did start a, a foundation with Dr. Lawless. And if you don't know who he is, he was on Dr. Phil forever. Yeah. He was his like right hand wingman. Yeah. He's always on the show. He's always on the show. Yeah. Texas. Dr. Lawless has a PMP center in Texas. He has a machine that raids your brain that can actually give you the Bible to your body and brain, which I Unbelievable. love. Unbelievable. Wow. So he and I decided because of all that I had to deal with in the past years of my life around 
mental wellness in the family. And I wanted to have a hub where people could go and watch programming rather than just sifting through a bunch of literature, even though that will be there. I'd rather have programming, documentaries. We learn sometimes better where we can kind of chill out and turn on Netflix and kind of learn in a documentary style. So that's what we're doing. That is fantastic. And I, I want to also bring up, and again, you have a laundry list of things that you're doing on the philanthropic side, but I believe you're also helping advocate for Help Stop the Bully program. And I would love for you to just let the listeners know on that because I thought that was awesome when I read that. Yeah, I started Help Stop the Bully in 2014, way ahead of you know all these the awareness. And now that we are seeing how much we need to support anti-bullying, especially in school with our kids, you know, I'm always out there making sure that I'm available. So please contact me and have me be a part or be a keynote speaker in the world of anti-bullying. Again, it's such a huge epidemic going on worldwide, right? And there's just no reason for it. And we need it in our schools. It starts at like grade school. The first time, right? The first time your kid comes home and says, dad, this kid like bullied me. That's when it starts. Put it in elementary. Have it be a course. I mean, if we have PE, we have all these other things going on. Why not a course on teaching kids to socially interact and to work on people's feelings and their behaviors? And, you know, kids are going through so much again, diagnosed with massive medical issues and, and emotional issues. And parents, we don't, we don't know until it all of a sudden surfaces, right? And then you're like, whoa, what is this? So we need it. We need to have it early on. I don't disagree with you, Christine. And I think that to your point of having it early on, by the time us parents do notice it, it's too late. You know, the damage has been done and to rewind that damage is a hard uphill climb. So I just want to commend you on that. I think all the things that you're doing is fantastic. And that actually leads me to an interesting question for you. Okay. That's going to be hard to answer, I think. But what would you say, and I think you've only just begun to do a lot of things in your career, but if you look back, what was your favorite part of your career up to this point? Well, being a mom. Awesome answer. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Why is that? You know, that you brought into the world this incredible human being, and then it's your job because a great therapist told me for children, she said, your children did not ask to be born, right? So you brought them here. And I think that you wake up every day just knowing, and it's exciting that you get to fill your children with life, maybe something that you didn't have and education and love and direction. And so it's one of the hardest jobs in the world being a parent because you got two jobs, you're a parent and then you go to work. Right. So I just think it's like the most epic 
exhilarating, phenomenal thing that you can do is be a parent. Can't argue with that. That's a great answer, Christina. Christina, I know we talked before the show that you've listened before, and I like to wrap up my shows with some fun rapid fire questions. So if you're ready to go, Christina, I'm ready to go. Okay. (laughs) My first one is, are you, are you a baseball fan by any chance? Not really. You you can say no, it's fine. Well, I'm a Giants fan, so we can't talk about that. Oh, oh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But my my first question for you is, I call it my MLB, my Major League Baseball walk-up song. So when Major League Baseball players go up to the plate, they have a song playing for them. It's a quick clip. It gets them pumped up. They're about to hit the ball. So you, Christina, you're walking up to the plate with a bat in your hand. What song is playing? No. Oh, so easy. I love Tiesto's Let's Get Down to Business. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> I've, I've listened to that in my car when I'm going to a meeting. Let's go. Crank that like, thing up and go. Yeah, awesome? I love it. It's fantastic. It's a good one right before you make a business call. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've ever, because we talked EDM earlier, if you've ever seen Tiesto live. But that guy is unbelievable. Love. Love unbelievable. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. All right. Good answer. What is one thing, Christina, that you don't mind spending money on? Skincare. <laughs> that was put on a tee for you. I love it. That's a Skincare. great answer. Just, uh, you know what? And I, I hope, you know, as I'm telling you, because you've got great skin, I can see. Thank you. But, you know, don't think that, your DNA, you know, like when people say, oh, my parents look good. My, no, your DNA can be ruined real quick by the sun, no sleeping, you know, stress, no exercise. So invest in your skincare. Love it. Love it. Okay. Next question. Favorite quote. We both said we're nerds. I love quotes. I say them all the time. Uh, I write them down all the time. I want to ask you, Christina, is there a quote today or one that's been carried with you that you'd like to share with the listeners? I love this new quote from Lucille Ball. She was a woman that did everything, as you know, right? Yeah. The more you do, the more you can do. I love that. Like nerd, you know, like grow your brain. Well, you're a walking model of that quote, Christina. I mean, frankly, with all the things that you're doing. And like I said, I mean, I, I just know Hearing your personality, uh, and I'm saying hearing because of the listeners, you've only just begun. Like, I think the sky's the limit for all the things that you're doing. It's fantastic. It really is. I mean, I'm a Renaissance woman and I really don't ever walk around in life and have like an expiration on your head. Like, don't ever let anybody tell you that, you know, you can live to 125 like that lady in Japan. Yeah, there's actually a, a really good quote Oprah Winfrey has that says, don't worry about being successful, but work toward being significant and the success will follow. And that's another one, again, with the path that you're on, Christine, I think that you're you're following that perfectly. But thank you for sharing your quote. The next one, this is really hard because you've had so many different career roles and positions in life, but if you could choose something completely different throughout all the things you've done in your life so far, Christina, completely different position, career position, what would it be in life? Guess what it is. 
I don't know. There's so many things that you've done, so I don't know which ones to pick. Scientist, engineer. Oh my gosh, really? 100%. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just following your dad's yeah. footsteps a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, like what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Good one here for you. If you were given a free 60-second advertisement at the Super Bowl, it's the biggest television audience in the globe, what would you want to tell the world for those 60 seconds? Oh, wow. I would say that I go back to that mental wellness, like take care of your brain, take care of your body. It would be, it'd be all into health and wellness. Like I'd be out there doing some wild cheer. You know, I used to be a cheerleader. So of course I'd be cheerleading the world. We need a cheerleader in the world. We do. We do. And you can do it for sure. Okay. Next one. If you were stranded on an island (laughs) and could pick any celebrity dead or alive, whichever one you want to pick to be with you, who would it be and why? Probably Elon Musk. Oh, nice. That's that right. That is the fame and the engineer combo that Christina has been talking about all in one. Damn, I wish he was single. <laughs> <laughs> He's my uh, perfect guy because we'd sit there on that island. We'd probably build an empire. So there we go. Oh, uh, that's a great one. <laughs> okay, last one for you. And this is the ultimate dinner question. And you and I were both health nuts. I'm super into eating right, working out, all that stuff. You've already mentioned you are as well. And the ultimate dinner question throws that all out the window. <laughs> There's no consequences tomorrow. So what is on your plate or plates, Christina? And then what is in the glass for that matter? Ooh. Well, I probably fly to private jet over to like Kyoto. Oh my gosh. And you know, just have like the most elegant, beautiful sake would be in the glass. Okay. And love my sushi Japanese style. I love the custom. I love the love and the tradition. I just got back actually before the pandemic. I love Kyoto. So I would say that that would be my big. Okay. So two questions there then. The first is with the sake. Yeah. Warm or cold? I like unfiltered cold sake. Have you had that before? I have had that before. It's very good. It is something about it because it's unfiltered. Mm -hmm. It makes you laugh. (laughs) I don't know what it is. We've had it with my family and I was like, are you feeling this? Why is it like a laughing gas? I don't know what it is. It's so funny. It it may be after the fifth sake that I start (laughs) laughing, then maybe that's it. So the second question, is there is there a specific role or a piece of sushi or something that is like, ugh, that's the one? You know what? I just like the sashimi. I just love my, the tuna, the, the, the yeah. you know, like I just, that clean fish. I went to a really beautiful place in Ginza with my partner, Mr. Sakakura. He was so sweet. He took me out. And, you know, they keep feeding you and you're just like, oh my God. I mean, things are coming at you and it's so filling, but it digests so well. But I just think it all, I just love it all. Oh, that's great, Christina. This has been so fun. You are an incredible woman. And I want you to leave the listeners with where we can find you on Shine, on Launch TV and anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with. Oh, great. Well, 
the new episode drops this Friday, every Friday. So you can catch up. If you go to official shine show on Instagram and just go up to the little profile, hit it, it takes you right to it. If you follow me at official Christina Fulton, you can't find official shine show official Christina Fulton. You'll find it that you'll dig, but it might be fun because you'll get to go through pictures and all, but the show is on Instagram. And then the link is, I think that's the easiest way to find us. You're not digging too much. Perfect. And And every, every Friday, correct? Every Friday we're on our sixth episode. So please go and watch. We've had some great, great. We've had this, influencer last week, Marlon uh, Ramsey Chan. He's got such an interesting story as an influencer. He's got like, I don't know, 4 million followers. Oh my gosh. He's like really young and just crushing it out there. Flavor Flav. Everybody knows Flavor Flav. Oh yeah. (laughs) But you really learn about him that you didn't know. He's quite the businessman, you know? So there's a lot of great information. We've got Nick Vallelonga who did the green book. But every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it's like a vault. So you can go in and you can watch them all. Oh, check it out. You're just going to well, love it. Check it, it out. You know? No, like, I love it, Christina. Well, th- thank you so much, listeners. We will find this show and we will watch this show. I'm so excited for you, Christina, and what's ahead for the rest of your career and all the things that you're doing for the community and people and it's fantastic. So hats off to you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're a delight. Thanks again, listeners. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Christina Fulton. You can find Christina every Friday on Launch TV's Shine, as well as ChristinaFulton.co. And you can find me at my website, RamiZay.com. That's R-O-M-Y. Z-E-I-D.com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And I hope you all learned something interesting.